0: This is AutoLine This Week, the show that gets you inside the global automotive industry.
1: Underwriting for the production of AutoLine This Week has been provided by RSM. Prepare for challenges specific to your business. By working with trusted advisors who help turn obstacles into opportunities. Experience the power of being understood. RSM. Audit, tax, and consulting for the middle market.
0: And now, here's your host, John McElroy. I want to thank you all for joining us on Autoline this week. Today we're going to be talking about Acura, Honda's luxury brand. And the reason we're getting into that is... Our special guest is John Ikeda, the vice president who runs the Acura brand. Great to have you on
1: the show here today, John. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, one thing, correction there, we are the performance division of Honda. Okay, <laughs> we're, oh, we're going to get into that then. All right. <laughs> we'll get right into it. <laughs> okay.
0: Also joining us on today's show are Gary Vasilash, the editor of Automotive Design and Production Magazine, and Omari Gardner with Automotive News. And great to have the both of you guys here, thanks, John. You. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, what is the Acura brand? And I ask you that, John, because it seems to me it's gone through several phases. And if somebody said, what does BMW stand for, or Mercedes, or the like, I, I can pretty much tell you what their mission statement is.
1: What's Acura about? So, I mean, when we started this brand back in the 80s, and this is a brand that I aspired to coming out of school as a designer back in 89. <laughs> it's it's a while back, but uh, it was a performance-based uh, uh brand, and it was inked out as the performance division of Honda. So if you wanted premium vehicles, obviously performance vehicles cost a little bit more to make, and so uh, Honda, back then, decided to launch this uh, franchise. And uh, yes, we've had some wanderings a a bit, uh, but uh, we're 30 years old now, and 30 plus now, but uh, 30 years old now, we think we know who we are a little bit better at 30. And uh, we've kind of refocused ourselves in, uh, in, as that performance uh, direction that uh, we started out with. So what does performance mean to you? To me, it's uh, from a car context, it's something that puts a grin on your face, like in a, 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 from the dynamics of the vehicle. I mean, of course, I'm a designer, ex-designer right now. I'm on sales now. But uh, <laughs> as an ex-designer, obviously, the way the car looks is important. Obviously, you could, you, could, you know put that performance feel over there, but uh, the other sense is also, you know, the way a car sounds or feels, all of those things contribute to performance and um, it's, it's something that I think is very vital for a brand that aspires to be performance-focused, uh, that it, it allows that experience to happen.
2: Yeah. You mentioned you're a designer, which is very unusual for someone in your position. How did this come to be? I think,
1: uh, to be very honest, uh, maybe I complain too much about the marketing, maybe. <laughs> 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 but, no, I mean, uh, it's, you know, I think, um, it, you know, 26 years of the 30 years I was at Han uh, as a design guy. Uh, we make cars, uh, and it's, it's kind of an investment of your time of five years, maybe raising a child, if you will, you know any any designer would tell you, or anybody that's focused on making a product, they'll tell you it's like you know raising a child, and making sure that uh, it's being sold or marketed the way you want it to be, it becomes kind of a passion and a personal thing. And if you have some mix match right there, usually you're going to have the parents start to voice an opinion. Uh, probably raising an opinion too much, they say you think it's. That's simple. <laughs> Maybe we could do a little revamping on the brand anyway, so why don't you come on over? And so uh, that's just kind of how it all came together. Uh, I've been very passionate about it, and I, 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 I've been given a task to do, so I'm very honored to take a stab at it, yeah.
3: Yeah, it sounds like Yakura has a story to tell to consumers, so how are you going to convey that messaging to the public?
1: Yeah, one of the first things that um, we did was, you know, once we turned 30, is right about when I came on. Uh, we refocused ourselves into precision crafted performance. That's the, you know, gra- ground zero of what, how we started. Uh, NSX also was relaunched because we felt that like, as a performance brand, you have to set your foot in, in the right direction. Um, but being an enthusiast like me, you know, we can't just have a supercar, you got to go race these things. And so we got involved with motor racing very quickly early on, which we're very happy about. Uh, it's after, you know, the second year with Roger Penske, things are looking better for DPI and IMSA right now, as well as uh, Mike Shank and his team with the GT3. Uh, all of our racing uh, efforts are starting to pay off a little bit, and I think it's going to have more impact for people that are enthusiasts that are looking for performance, man.
0: I want to get into more of those cars in a minute, but let, let's look at what you got in the showroom right now. Essentially, there's five cars. You mentioned five vehicles. You mentioned the NSX, the Halo, Uber high performance. Then you have two sports sedans and two crossovers. That's that's your bread and butter right now. Four vehicles. What else do you need in the lineup? I gotta believe you need to expand the line.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get this question from the dealers all the time. Um, I will tell you, uh, first thing for us as we rebuild this thing and, and and re reestablish ourselves, is we were focused on re, rebuilding the four core models. TLX ILX two sedans two trucks obviously our trucks are doing good the segment in sedans a little shaky right now but uh, at the same time if you're gonna be a true brand in the premium market you have to have a balanced portfolio so first we're gonna focus on these and uh, we're betting our money uh, like we did with the RDX that uh, we could have a segment leading product uh, that's strong. It's given uh, us a lot more confidence as well as the dealers, as well as the guys in R&D, that uh, the direction we've chosen to go is the right direction to fill out the rest of the lineup, if you will. And uh, beyond that, obviously, first, we've got to build the foundation nice and solid and get, get everything squared away. Beyond that, yeah, we're open to seeing what else we could add to the market.
2: Yeah. Well, to, to John's point, um, you know, if we look at sales, RDX and MDX individually have outsold all of your cars this year. So, as a designer, I mean, you're looking at this and saying, "Okay, I need to come up with something that perhaps is is different that'll set Acura apart from, uh, you know, the everyone is chasing the crossover SUV thing right now."
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting time. Uh, never, while well, I was still designing, did I ever think that it would break the you know the fifty-fifty spot where you know there'll be more trucks than cars in a premium brand. But uh, we are where we are right now. Um, we don't know what the market's going to be like. We don't know what gas prices will be like. You know, those are topics of interest right now with all the things that are happening right now. But. Uh, I think you know. for us, right now, we're focused on, one, is performance, that whatever we put on, that uh, we create sport variants of these things to let everybody know who we are exactly or what we're selling here. And uh, if we do trucks or sedans, that they're gonna get a performance ver- uh, version, a very high-performance version of a vehicle that we, we could create. And yeah, going, going into, you know, is it this crossover, that crossover, in between, I think everybody's trying to slice everything in between But uh, right now, what Acura is focused on is establishing those four cars and doing it correctly. And then we could talk about in between. We've had cars like the ZDX in the past, maybe a little ahead of its time a little bit. (laughs) We talked about that earlier at at another meeting. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that car, believe it or not, I mean, we were in the design studio. And um, we were making, you know, a performance brand vehicle in our mind at Acura but we were starting to lose all of our, you know, type S's and the NSX had gone away and the coupes aren't selling. So the coupes are going away. And so what are we going to do from a sporty direction that that we could still work on and where everybody was, you know, absolutely focused on trucks only. So then we said, well, we would make a coupe truck, you know, that's what we would do, make something unique that they, that some client could see in our, our portfolio of things were in a, in a dealership to make us look a little interesting. So that's what that was about. But uh, maybe we need to revamp that out. Mm-hmm. You know, those are things we've got to look at.
3: Something pretty interesting that, um, you know, um, moderate car week, the type um, S was applied to a car instead of a um, crossover. So what was the thinking behind that?
1: I think, um, yeah. We've been to Pebble Beach for a while now, and uh, we knew we were going to launch NSX, so we started to have some presence there. Um, we've been talking about the NSX, we've been talking about the racing, so we've set this the feel there, uh, the story there at Pebble Beach, car enthusiasts that were here. But I think bringing that sedan in, which is you know very close to potential uh, product that we're thinking for the future here, you know, with the Type S. It, it kind of brought in the whole picture a little bit closer. Like, hey, this isn't just about an NSX and racing. There's going to be cars with this brand, and there's going to be sports variants with this brand. So, who knows what we'll bring next to Pebble Beach? But uh, because Pebble Beach has become a, a monster in itself, I mean, it is like an auto show by by far now. And so, uh, it's it's a great place to let people know what we're up to. And uh, with the sedan, we just Felt that it was the right balance for the next uh, telling of the story of the Type S, I guess, in its purest form. Yeah.
0: John, the NSX is, is the halo car of the brand. It's uh, probably the first exotic hybrid that, that hit production. Sales haven't been that great. Well, why not? I mean, to me, it's a pretty good car, and I know it's, it was always meant to be a low-volume car, but I think the volume's lower than what you guys expected.
1: Well, I think, I don't think it's it's lower than what we expected. I mean, it's cracking in or getting back into the performance business. It's not, you know, just because we show up with an NSX and it's shiny colors. Enthusiasts are enthusiasts. You know, they're finicky people, and they want to know if this is what it's worth, you know. And uh, I think the winning, uh, I mean, that's another reason we did the motorsports thing right away, right out of the box. We didn't wait is to just to let everybody know, you know, that 80% of that NSX is in that uh, GT3 race car, you know, 80%. So it is, it is its worth, and it's performing well, and the sales have gone. you know, we're up to about 20-plus cars a month now, and things are steadily growing. You're up way over last year. Yeah, way of up course. over last year. Um, but it, it, in all honesty, I mean, for Acura to reestablish a, is, itself as a performance player, there's nothing like the NSX. NSX, without NSX, we would just would, I don't care, we were selling one a year. I mean, without it, there is no accurate for us, you know, and uh, it's that kind of a powerful uh, name as well as a product, and it is innovative, and it is unique, and I mean, that that story forever, I mean, when we were talking about reviving the NSX, and we were all very, very ecstatic about it, once again, I'm still on the R&D side, but when The big boss tells you it's going to be a hybrid. Everybody's jaw drops. It's like, what happened? Lightweight, high performance. How are we going to do this? And we we got our heads around it. And I think even internally, when we first started developing the car, we had to get our heads around it. But as we developed, we understood better what you could gain from electrification and the interesting things you could do with motors and programming and things like that that you couldn't do mechanically. And so, uh, yeah, it's a very interesting vehicle. Um, other brands are starting to look at what we've done, and I've seen a latest version of a very special brand that's got pretty much the same layout as ours, you know? So it's, it's, it's you know, that's, that's a great thing. That's a great thing for the brand, and the NSX is, without, I just don't know where we would be without the
2: NSX. One of the interesting things you did for the NSX is basically build a specific factory for it, the Performance Manufacturing Center in, in Marysville. Um, and to the point of broadening this performance portfolio, you've begun to build TLXs there? Tell, yeah. tell us about that. Yeah, so,
1: yeah, you know, I call the performance manufacturing center the dream factory, really, because, you know, before, if you were working on a car, it's gotta come down the same line, and you wanted to do, I wanna do a lime green car. You're not gonna do a lime green car, <laughs> you know, that's under you know, 0.2% of sales or whatever, and all the numbers have come down. But what PMC has done for us is it's allowed us to have a place where we could do special things if we wanted to do these things, right? And so TLX and the color is the first thing that we're doing, but who's to say, you know, if we don't get together with a racing team and, or HPD or something and, and work out something. But it allows us to have these types of discussions. And these are things that we couldn't have before. I just love the fact that we built it for an NSX, but now we can use it for many other things, but it comes from the NSX factory. It's, uh, it's exciting.
2: We, we plan to leverage that. Who is, who is the person that you have in mind to go into an Acura store?
1: Who is the person? Yeah. Well, to tell you the truth, um, we try to approach you know, um, the way we look at sells so a little bit differently, meaning, um, you know, I've been told all my life, you know, uh, premium or luxury business is very exclusive. It's an exclusive business. How can we be inclusive? You know, um, one of the things we want it to be for Acura is that, it, yes, you're buying premium equipment, uh, premium, exciting, you know, products, but it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be hard for anybody. Right. If you like performance vehicles, and if you like, you should be able to step into a store and 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 be able to enjoy what we have to offer. Um, uh, one of the key things we uh, we we did was uh, with the auto show kit. You know, we still had the old set when I first came in, but there was some traditional thinking behind it, and it was kind of moody and dark. And if you look down, you know you know, luxury row at an auto show, it's pretty dark and, and mood feeling. There's a lot of some mood things happening there. But, you know, we just flipped it. We said, hey, turn on the lights. You know, let's let's make it bright. Let's show everybody what's here under the table. Between the cracks, there's nothing to hide here. Uh, we got a lot of exciting products. Uh, we brought more color back in. Anybody that's feeling that, you know, that's their kind of a cup of tea is who we're after. Um, we talked a little bit earlier, Amari, but uh, uh, when we're building this brand, uh, I always feel that brand building is it's a relationship between the client and, and the factory, right? It's you know who do you who do you respect, who do you want to hang out with, and we all have people in our mind of who we respect and things like that. But you know that kind of relationship doesn't happen overnight, okay? But we feel that uh, we're very straight and narrow and we tell. The kind of products we make, to the way we sell it, and the way our, we work with our partners, the dealership franchise, and, and consistency is across the board there. Then there's, there's about 200,000 friends out there in America. I'm sure that would love to hang out with us. You know, that's I don't look at the numbers so much as you know how many cars we got to sell. I'm, I'm always talking about it with our friends. Let's go find our 200,000 friends. They're out there. They're out there. You know, you, you can see that they're out there because you're enthusiasts. That, that are you know still man in the light for the NSX Club or the Legend Club or the Type R Integra Club guys, they were, they've been doing this for a while. And I remember going to NSX Club of America and uh, after the new car came in, I just thanked everybody for keeping the lights on because uh, we're back. We're back and we're gonna push performance and uh, we're gonna be very, very clear about what we're, we're about. Hopefully people can see us for that, yeah.
2: I was sort of wondering, um, the Germans are are widely embedded in this whole performance area. So what's your definition of a performance? I mean, does, does somebody who's, who's going to be shopping for a vehicle, I mean, presumably the Acura approach to performance is different than the German approach, and what would that be?
1: I think um, one of the key things that, that I, you know, characteristically speaking, uh, it's, it's a lot more light feel Lightweight feel about the way we want to go approach and that's very dynamic oriented so that's me the the you guys talking but yeah the approachable nature all of these things i'm not saying that the germans aren't just you know one thing about what Germans do i'm not going to focus too much on that as much as what are we that's what we need to be focused on more than anything else I could tell you when I joined the company I spent the first six years in Japan because I had to find out who was making these crazy cars, you know, the NSXs and Integras, and, you know, who makes Tech engines? I had to find out, and uh, I spent the first six years of my career in Japan, but uh, not a whole lot of benchmarking going on back then, you know? It was, you know, what do what do we want to do? Let's make something cool. This is what we have. We could do this. We could do that, and, and we did, and uh, I think... What's very important is that we stay true to who we are and stay focused on the kind of things, the filters that Honda has and Anchor has to put all these pieces into always makes our cars ours. Mm -hmm. Uh, We need to stay focused on that. Uh, And it's been different. You know, it's been different. Uh, And Integra is different from a 2002 or 3 series. You know, it's it's a different feel. And yet both companies are chasing performance, you know. Um, we decided to make a supercar this time. It turned out to be a hybrid. You know, I don't know if everybody else would have done that. But uh, it's just different. I don't think we need to really worry too much about other brands as much as staying focused on what we feel we need to do. And in that, you'll find more uniqueness and uh, some, some point of reference for your client to say, hey, these guys are about this. Mm-hmm. And, uh that's what we're focused on more
3: than anything else, I think. It's not necessarily trying to break um, lap records on the ring, right?
1: <laughs> no, no. I mean, yeah, we talked about that. It's one thing for sure. I mean, breaking lap records, uh, you're paying somebody an awful lot of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, what does that really mean for that individual that's purchased a vehicle that's actually driving? So a lot of our dynamics, uh, guys, that set the table for how the car feels and whatnot is, hey, it feels right to us. Okay, and That means somebody's going to drive this and enjoy it. That'll be the first. That's the first thing and the most important thing is that somebody could enjoy. And, and, and maybe that's a little difference in reference. But, uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, it's not just about a laptop. Yeah.
0: John, this industry is getting into electric cars, uh, partly by mandate, partly maybe, at least in the case of Tesla, through market demand. Is Acura going to play any role in Honda's electric car effort?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, absolutely. You know, electrification is, <laughs> is coming. It, there's no way of getting around it. And uh, uh, right now we have the RLX, uh, the NDX. And well, those the are electrified. I'm electrified. talking about pure, pure battery electric. Pure ba- battery electric. Well, those are things that are being uh, put together by the R&D. Firm. I know you
0: can't talk about future product. All I'm just asking is a generic question. Is Acura going to oh, play yeah. a role Oh, yeah, absolutely,
1: absolutely, absolutely. At some point in the future, we will be electrified and uh, we'll come out with something, you know. Um, one thing for sure, though, um, the questions that I always have for the guys that are putting it together, what does the type S of the electrified vehicle look like, and how are we going to race these things?
0: Yeah, <laughs> and maybe you will get to a Nürburgring uh, lap record at that point. Yeah. Electric cars, of course, don't need tune-ups, don't need oil changes. How is this going to impact your, your dealers? How are you going to deal with this? Because, as as you know, the back shop, you know, service and repair is where they make most of their money right now. And this could impact them dramatically from a, from a survivability standpoint.
1: Yeah, I think the key word here is partnership and, and trying to figure out uh, what's best going forward. Uh, we, talk, we spend a lot of time with our dealers uh, through committees and whatnot. But this is, a, this is a subject that comes up constantly, and we need to work through how we work through this innovative world and navigate what's out there uh, so that we could be both profitable and and figure out uh, the best route possible for this. Obviously, the physics are there, and you just mentioned them, but maybe there's opportunities in other areas that uh, we need to be looking at also. Can you give us a
0: for instance in that regard? (laughs)
1: No, I I, okay. I I I won't be well, able to jump into. What that. are you doing with your retailers to
0: expand their business? You know, certified pre-owned has been big. It seems like you guys are only just starting to catch up in that regard.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, one of the things because of the leasing thing, and and you know, the certified pre-owned business is there for a lot of the premium uh, markets that are there right now. For us, we'll focus on new cars. Uh, we've had some cars that we've you know held on to a little bit longer than I like, and that's being honest. And I'm sure the dealers would agree (laughs) with me on that. Let's get new car business back on the road. And uh, that's what we're really focused at Acura currently. That's what we're really focused on is, hey, let's get new product out there. Let's get the marketing right. Let's get uh, everybody's behavior right. So we're pointing the brand in the right direction so that people who look at our brand, uh, whether they're looking at our ads or at the racetrack or whatever, they they know what we're about. And they feel comfortable coming into our store. that's the key thing right now in terms of uh, rebuilding a foundational, strong foundation, if you want, from a business perspective.
2: So a better product cadence going forward?
1: Uh, that is the absolute wish on my part, all right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't control all of those things, but uh, yes, I mean, there's some cars that have been a bit, little bit longer than we'd like. But in the meantime, um, uh, we've reset the table. We've done some good things with our model, model changes also and, and, and not waiting until <laughs> the new car comes out. Uh, RDX obviously represents the next generation of our vehicles that are coming. We mentioned that earlier, but uh, it's it's doing very very well for us.
2: So uh, we feel pretty bullish. That was pretty much a reboot of that that vehicle. That um, did it surprise you how well it's doing in the market? Nah, well, let me just say
1: I've been I've known what it looked like and what what uh, uh, what the car was going to bring before most of the sales guys, because I was part of you know the program, that put it together. You can always test how well it's going to be depending on if the designers and the people that are working on it are very focused on it and up on it, okay? So you got good parents, you got good kids. And uh, you're three years into a program and everybody just keeps talking about I can't wait till, I can't wait till, I can't wait till you know something magic is about to happen. And uh, that was one of those cars where it was going through the cycle of things. And usually at some point, because of some cost cutting or regulation or something, something starts to look different and weird, or i don 't get the, the the wheels that I wanted or, or you, you get many many things in development. but uh, with that car, you just knew they were going getting past all of those uh, issues and uh, so i 'm not really surprised that it 's doing well it 's the first test is the parents
3: <laughs> i 'm um, sure this um, story this morning um, I drove um... The RDX a couple of weeks ago, um, had it for a weekend, um, happened to be a weekend that I happened to be moving. And um, the, one of the movers um, saw it and said, Oh man, what kind of truck is that? And um, he peered inside and he said, Wow, that's really nice. And it was just kind of interesting to see, you know, out in the field, you know, a real world reaction to a vehicle that a um, potential consumer had never seen before.
1: Yeah, it's, it's always good. I mean, I have an A spec RDX that I drive. And uh, it hasn't happened in the Wildfire Hacker, you know, where you got another guy on an a- A-spec a- an RDX, give you a thumbs up at a light or something, that's always, that's always a good sign. You know, mm-hmm. it makes you feel good. I, I tell this story to all the guys that were on the team making it because that's what it is. At the end of the day, you know, you're making these things for people to enjoy, and, and when you see that kind of stuff, uh, it- it's always good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good to see.
0: John, I need about a 30-second answer on this because we're down to the very end. Motor racing, you're into it. IMSA Sports Cars, as we tape this, you're leading the DPI
1: championship. Does it pay off in sales? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I I really feel that uh, uh, more people are keen on what's happening. Obviously, we've taken over the Long Beach Grand Prix also with uh, full sponsorship. And so we're going all in on on motorsports. It's it's something that we really feel that is necessary to do. If you want to talk the talk, you got to walk the walk. And uh, whether it's the NSX or the Type S, performance, performance derivative, racing, and, and your support for racing, I think everybody needs to understand that accurate behind all of this in full so that uh, we're not trying to cheat away into some performance business here. We're, we're for real. We're, we really want to push this to the next level.
0: Real good with that. We're wrapping it up. John Akeda from Acura, thank you so much for being here today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Gary Vasilash, Omari Gardner, thank you guys too. Thank you.
1: Underwriting for the production of AutoLine this week has been provided by RSM. challenges specific to your business by working with trusted advisors who help turn obstacles into opportunities. Experience the power of being understood. RSM, audit, tax and consulting for the middle market.